Hey, this is Jay, and today I'm going to be reading chapter two from my book, Zombies Ate My Poodle. If you have any comments about this, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, feel free to send them along. So here we go with uh, chapter two. Three, two, one. Chapter two, plan of attack. After pulling his curtain shut to make sure no zombies could see he was home, Zack flipped on the lights in his bedroom and got out a pencil and pad of paper. He had several things going for him that would help him with the rescue and started listing them. Number one, since he was almost 13, he could move faster than the zombies. Number two, he knew how to use knives and torches because he helped his dad in his juggling act. Number three, he was homeschooled this year, so... Zack tapped his pencil a few times and tried to think of what advantage that last one gave him and then gave up. Forget that. I'll use the knives and torches and be in and out so fast they won't know what hit him. He headed down to the room off the garage where he and his dad practiced juggling. His dad used to be a computer programmer but said he got burned out working for the man and switched to street performing. Zack asked him who the man was but his dad only said, you'll know once you start paying taxes. Zack knew being a street performer was a weird thing for his dad to do for a job but he also thought it was kind of cool. Zack went with him sometimes because people put more money into the hat after the show when there was a kid performing and because he liked working with his dad. Zack grabbed his father's show bag already packed with lots of balls, knives, and torches. He had his own show bag but he knew the knives in his dad's bag were heavier and figured he might need as much stopping power as possible. He turned to go and his eyes lit up as they caught on a coiled black form hanging on the wall. Oh yeah and the bullwhip! Zack thought he could probably keep any zombies back by cracking the whip at them. He reached up and grabbed the leather whip in his holder and clipped it to his belt, which always made him feel like Indiana Jones. Gathering his supplies together, Zack looked around the room, wondering if there was anything else that might be useful. Stepping back into the garage, Zack spied a bunch of protein bars, a flashlight, a rope, and a canteen. He decided to fill the canteen from the utility sink so he wouldn't have to see the gore in the kitchen. As the canteen filled, he eyed the Honda CRV sitting in the garage and couldn't help think about drifting around corners on the way to snatch his parents. While he knew where the keys hung, he decided risking his life against zombies was bad enough. He was sure he could drive it fine, but his dad would kill him for taking it after he was rescued. His unicycle? He could make better time riding it than walking, but he'd have to stick to the pavement, mostly. And after seeing what had happened out in the street, Zack's plan was to stick to the bushes and woods as much as possible to avoid the zombies. Plus, riding down the street on a unicycle after a bunch of zombies might look kind of goofy. Or it might look cool. He wasn't sure. Zack carried his gear into the living room and dropped it in the center of the room. Running back upstairs, he sat down at his desk to write a note. Just in case his parents escaped, he didn't want them to worry about him. Mom and Dad, I'm on my way to rescue you from the zombies. If I find out you escaped, I'll come right back home. I took Dad's show bag. I'll help clean up Jeffrey when I get back. I can't believe zombies ate my poodle. Love, Zack. Turning off the lights as he walked down the hall, Zack paused in the doorway of his parents' bedroom for a few seconds. He almost wished his dad had called to him before he and his mom went downstairs so they could be together right now. If that had happened, there wouldn't be anybody to rescue them, but he still couldn't help but feeling that way, at least a little. Zack carried the note downstairs and laid it on the table inside the front door where his parents would see it if they came in. 
Back in the living room, he started to grab the show bag when his blood froze. He could hear sounds coming from the kitchen. He knew the back door was locked, but there were definitely sounds coming from the next room. Scratching sounds, breathing sounds, and then a loud, squishy thump. Zack's heart pounded as he watched a shadow from the kitchen start to make its way through the doorway. A low moan filled the air, and into the room walked Jeffrey, blood still dripping from his crunched skull. As Jeffrey looked at his owner and started forward, Zack took a step backward and his heel caught on the show bag. He yelled and struggled to catch his balance, but the last thing he saw as he fell back onto the floor was his zombie poodle leaping straight at him. Okay, that is it for uh, chapter two of Zombies Ate My Poodle. Remember, if you'd like to get the book, it is available on Amazon as a digital download, Kindle book, and also uh, paperback. I hope you're back here for chapter three coming up uh, pretty soon.